Buenos días, Orchard. Come on, you can do better than that. Buenos días, Orchard. There you go. Uh, as you can see, I am not Pastor Doc, right? I have very tan. I have a sexy accent, right? Like Antonio Banderas' accent. So Pastor Doc right now is on Missouri. He's watching his son playing his college conference. Oh my gosh, I was studying that all the week. College Conference Championship. Did I get it right? Yeah? College Conference Championship. Well, he will be back. He will be back next week. He's going to finish the, the series. God never said that next uh, week. But what a great opportunity to be here speaking to you this morning. For those who don't know me, uh, I am Marcial Muñoz. I am the Spanish ministry pastor here, here at Orchard. And let me tell you something. We are working like crazy to reach the Hispanic community here in, in Colorado. We are doing a lot of stuff. Uh, the week before Easter, uh, we had a neck on because right now we have a very good connection with an elementary school in Brighton. So we asked them for permission to have a neck hunt right there in, in, in their school. So we had a neck hunt uh, the week before Easter, and we gave free hot dogs, we had a raffle, and we had around 500 people that day in the park. Because of that, because of that, the week of Easter, uh, the Easter Sunday, we had our record attendance. We had 154 people in Orchard Latino. So we are working like crazy. Uh, we are doing a lot of stuff. Uh, today we are having a Mexican party because, you know, Cinco de Mayo. I mean, Cinco de Mayo is not over until May ends, right? So, <laughs> so we, need to, we need to do that. Uh, and we're having a Mexican party today in our ministry center at 1230. So if you want a taste of Mexico tonight, you, sh you, you should show up in, in the ministry center this morning. And, and really, we are working like crazy because here in Orchard, we have one mission, right? And what is our mission? Good job. Come on, everybody. What is our mission here in Orchard? Helping people find and follow Jesus. And that includes the Hispanic community here in Orchard. Okay. As you know, every time that I speak, I'd like to teach you a new word, right? Well, today I don't, I don't have a word. I'm just kidding. I have a word for you. I have a word for you this morning. And it's not a word. I just want to help you to understand some words that look like the same word, but they have different meanings. Okay? So let's start with this one. Pecado and pescado. Right? That looks almost like the same, but it's not the same, okay? Pecado means sin. Pescado means fish. So, are you agree that it's very different to say, I really enjoy this fish, than say, I really enjoy this sin, right? <laughs> it's very different, so you have to be careful. We have another word, and the word is hermanos and hormonas, okay? Everybody says, hermanos, hormonas. And looks almost like the same, but it's so different. This one is brothers. This one is hormones. So, here's a true story. Here was a pastor in Colombia. And I think you know this guy. His name is Doug Dameron. So, and this is a true story. Here was Doug Dameron in Colombia, 
And he was preaching that day. So he told, he told the pastor, hey, I really want to greet the people in Spanish. So can you please uh, show me how to greet them in Spanish? And the pastor was, yeah, of course. You just have to tell them, buenos días, mis hermanos en Cristo. Okay, repeat after me. Buenos días, mis hermanos en Cristo. And, and Doc Dameron was, was, was like, okay, buenos días, mis hermanos en Cristo. Well, with a different accent, right? He always makes, makes fun of my accent. Well, I, I want to do it too. <laughs> buenos días, mis hermanos en Cristo. That was, so that, that's the accent. That's American accent in Spanish. So we, he, he was practicing all the time, all the time. Buenos días, mis hermanos en Cristo. Buenos días, mis hermanos en Cristo. So the time came and he showed up in the stage. And he was ready and he said, Buenos dias, mis hormonas en Cristo. He said, Good morning, my hormones in Christ. So, so you have to be careful. You have to be careful with those words because sometimes we get confused. We get confused with these words. But you know what? Sometimes, as Christians, we get confused when we think we hear the voice of God. Right? We always like to say something like, God told me, right? God told me to blank. And you fill the blank. God told me to marry this wonderful woman. God told me whatever. And we always like to say those words. But you know what? We are in our third week of this series called God Never Said That. And we need to be honest that sometimes we like to say those words, God told me. But the reality is that maybe God never said that. And when we say these words, when we say God told me, it's like, hey, that's it. Nobody can do anything about it, right? Because who wants to go against God? And sometimes we use it like a secret weapon, right? Hey, you can't say anything because God told me. God told me. I have an example for you. Uh, here was this beautiful lady in church. And she served God all the time. And she was serving in the church. She loves God. She loves the church. She was very faithful. And then this guy, he, 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 he sees her and he was totally amazed with her. And he was like, wow, this, this girl is awesome. She's faithful. She loves God. She loves the church. She, I mean, I think God is telling me something right now. It has to be her. She is the one. So he goes with the girl and tells her, you know what? God told me that you are the one for me. And she goes like, Really? Did God tell you what are we doing with my husband? <laughs> so sometimes we always like to say that, right? God told me. But, and, and listen, I am not saying that we are lying. When, when we say something like, like that, God told me, I'm not saying that we are lying. I'm not saying that our intentions are, are bad. The thing that I am saying is that sometimes we get confused. Sometimes we get confused with our emotions. Sometimes we get confused with our feelings. And we think we hear the voice of God when sometimes God never said that. That's the truth. So let's go to Job chapter 33. Open your Bibles in Job chapter 33 verse 14. And with that in mind, let's go and read this verse. 
and it says, and you have this verse in, in the screen, and it says, For God speaks again and again, though people do not what? Recognize it. Of course, God speaks to us all the time. He wants to have a relationship with us, but sometimes we don't recognize His voice. So, how can I know when it's the voice of God and not my own desires? How can I know when I am hearing the voice of God and not my own thoughts or my own feelings? How can I recognize His voice? So today, today we're going to learn, we're going to answer this question, how to recognize the voice of God. Are you ready, guys? Let me, let me ask you again. Are you ready, guys? Yes! I want to recognize the voice of God, and we can recognize the voice of God, and the first thing that we have is we have the Bible. We have the Bible, and, and for me, this is the most powerful tool that we have in our hands, the Bible. And sometimes we spend a lot of time looking for, for the voice of God. And we pray and we pray, God, please speak to me. I want to hear your voice. I really want to hear your voice. And we are expecting a deep voice speaking to us, right? Like, hey, Marcial, you should stop eating tacos or something like that, right? <laughs> or, or, or we are expecting a, a Morgan Freeman voice. I don't know. But, but we are praying like crazy. God, please speak to me. Speak to me. Sometimes we, we pray, God, I want to have some dreams. God, please speak to me in my dreams. And sometimes we totally forgot. We totally forget how we call this book. And we call this book, how? The Word of God. This book is the Word of God. This book is alive. We have His words right here. This book, this book can change lives every day. This book can make everything new again. I am a testimony of that. His words change my life. And I really believe that we have the Word of God here. Why? Because 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, All Scripture is what? It's inspired by God. How many of the scripture? All of it. All the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. All the scripture is inspired by God. Now, the word inspired here is a Greek word, Theophanestus. Everybody says Theophanestus. Theophanestus. Nobody speaks Greek here? Come on. I'm the only one who speaks here? I'm just kidding. This word is Theophanestus. That literally means breathe in. And that's the same word that appears in Genesis when God created the man and he breathed into him the bread of life. So that same word that gave life to the man in the beginning is the same voice that we need to hear every day in our lives. Because this is the word of God. And don't get me wrong. I really believe that God can speak to us however He wants. But why are we looking for extraordinary experiences when we have His words right here? Everything is here. The Bible is the heart of a relationship with God. What we know about God is in the Bible. I learn about myself in the Bible. I can measure all things in life. With the Bible. There is a story. 
in the Bible. Let's go to Second Peter chapter one. Let's go there to Second Peter. Second Peter chapter one, verse sixteen, and and here in this passage, uh, Peter is sharing a, an experience that he had with Jesus. One day, Jesus took his disciples. He, he, he took three of them. He took uh, Peter, James, and John. So he took them to the mountain, and, and they had a great experience with Jesus. Jesus showed his glory to them. Jesus showed his glory, and then they saw Jesus speaking with Moses, speaking with Elijah, and then they heard the voice of God speaking. So let, let, let's see how Peter is sharing this experience in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 16. And he says, For we were not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes. Peter is telling them, hey, nobody told us. We saw it. We had this experience when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from, from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. We ourselves, what? Heard. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him in the holy mountain. And you know what? A lot of people today is looking for the same experience. They want to hear the audible voice of God. They want that experience. And then let's see what it says in verse 19. It says, because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must be looking to have this experience. Is that what it says? You must be looking to hear the audible voice of God. Is that what it says? No. You must pay close attention to what they what? Wrote. You must pay attention to what they wrote. For their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place. Today, we have the written and completed word of God. Everything God wants to tell you is right here. I really believe that the surest thing that we have to hear the voice of God is the Bible. Listen, there are too many words right there. Too many voices right there. There's the voice of my own flesh. There's the voice of my thoughts. There's the voice of my feelings. There's the voice of the world. There's the voice of Satan. Actually, there's a show called The Voice, right? I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of voices right there. And I don't know you guys, but when I hear something, I want to be sure that it's God. I want to be sure that it's God speaking to me. That's why every Sunday, every Sunday here in Orchard, you will see verse after verse after verse. Why? Because here in Orchard, we always ask, what does the Bible say? Here in Orchard, we always preach the Word of God. Because we believe that God can speak to us through the Bible. I want to share an experience with you. Uh, how God spoke to me uh, in, in, through the Bible. Four years ago, I was 
I was starting to have this feeling about coming to the States. And I started praying and praying, and I was like, God, please, you have to speak to me very clear because, I mean, I'm going to move my family from one country to another. I was in Mexico by then, in all south of Mexico. I was living in Veracruz, Mexico. And I was like, God, I want to be sure about this because I want to move my family to another country. And I was starting praying and praying, God, please speak to me. And then God gave me this verse in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, and he says, The Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. And I was like, God, come on! Give me something else! I mean, every missionary used this verse. I need something more clear, God, please. And I, and I asked my wife, Jana, please help me. Help me to pray about this. Now, Jana, uh, my wife, she's from the States. He was born in Washington States. And, and we were living in Mexico, in Mexico. And I told my wife, please help me. Help me to pray about this because we need to be sure. So he started praying. And obviously, she's God's favorite. So <laughs> God, God gave her something else. And it was very awesome because when she was praying and reading the Bible... God gave her this verse. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your father and grandfather and to your relatives there, and I will be with you. That was so clear. God was telling me, Go out from your country. And God was telling my wife, Go back to your country. And that was so clear. And I was like, Okay, good. It was clear. I'm in. I'm going to the United States. Where? Where in the States? Because you know, the United States is so big. We have like a 50 states. Uh, we have one federal district. We have five major cities here in the States. So where? Where, God? And, and I was praying, and then God sent a little angel to Mexico. Too little. <laughs> and I'm talking about my good friend, Doug Dammer. <laughs> And, and we were very good friends by then. Uh, and, and I told him about my situation. And I was like, man, please help me. Help me, help me to pray about this. Because I really feel that God is, is, is calling me to the United States. I just, know, I just don't know where. And you know Pastor Doug, right? Oh, I know. I know. I know where. I know where. <laughs> He was like, come to the States. I mean, come to, the, come to Colorado. We have been praying a lot for somebody to come to start a Spanish ministry here at Orchard. Please come to Colorado. And then, by the same time, I received another call from a, from a pastor in Houston. And he told me, hey, we have been praying for somebody to come to Houston and start a Spanish ministry. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> God, please help me. Speak to me. And then I have a very good friend. Uh, he's a pastor. Uh, he's, he's from Colorado. And I shared with him my situation. And I was like, I don't know what to do, man. I have these two options, Colorado, Houston. I don't know what to do. And he's from Colorado, and he told me this. Well, if you go to Houston, it's going to be awesome, man. I mean, people in Houston is looking for God all the time. And they are looking for churches. If you go to Houston and you, and you open your church in Houston, in one year you're going to have like 150 people. But if you go to Colorado, <laughs> ah, people in Colorado is like, uh, well, you know, right? I mean, 
And this, uh, th this is real facts. Pastors say that Colorado is the place where church planters go to die. Uh, and I'm not kidding. That's, that's true facts. 90% of the church plants in Colorado fail. So, what we are experiencing here in North Church is a miracle from God. Amen? Because this is not normal. We can see God's hand here in Orchard Church because this is not normal. So my, my, my friend, he told me exactly these words. If you go to Colorado, you're going to get into the wolf's mouth. That were his words. If you go to Colorado, you're going to get into the wolf's mouth. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Now I'm scared, man. Thanks. And I was like, God, I need you. I need you. I need you to speak to me because I don't want to do. I, I don't want to make a decision based in my emotions. I don't want to make a decision based in my feelings. I don't want to make a decision based in my fears. I really want you in this one, God. And I was praying and praying, and then finally. God spoke to me in Luke chapter 10. And he says, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. That was so clear. That was so clear. And when I, when I read that, I was, I was crying. Every time that I read that verse, it gives me, um, how do you call this? Like, hey, that. Yeah. <laughs> really. Every time. And you know, when God speaks, sometimes it is not the easiest thing to do. And you have this in your notes. When God speaks, we have two choices. Accept and obey or the night, and retreat. And with that confidence, two years ago, I took my wife and my three boys, and we drove for three days all the way from Veracruz, Mexico, to Denver, Colorado. And let me tell you something. It hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy. It is very hard to start, to start a ministry in another country. It's very hard to live far from our families. It's very hard to leave our friends. But you know what? We are happy. And we are blessed. And we have peace. And now we can, we, we can see God's hand in our lives. We can see God's hand in our ministry. And God gave us a lot of friends now. And now we have a bigger family. Now why? Because I'm very sure that God told me to do this. In his word. Amen? Yeah, we can celebrate that. And, and maybe, maybe you are like, man, I read the Bible too. And, and I don't feel like God speaks to me that way. I mean, what am I missing? Well, thank you for asking because we have the second thing right here. If I, if I want to recognize the voice of God, I have the Bible, but 
I have the Holy Spirit too. I have the Holy Spirit. And this is very important to recognize the voice of God. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the presence of God in our lives. When we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, God places His Holy Spirit in our lives. And He speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, and you have this in your notes, the Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us. John chapter 16, verse 7 says this, and you have this in your screen. It says, but in fact, it is best for you, and this is Jesus talking right here. It is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate, and the advocate is the Holy Spirit, won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of his what? Sin. The Holy Spirit is, is the one who makes us feel uncomfortable sometimes. The Holy Spirit is the one who tells us, hey, don't do this. This is not good. For example, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I was like, you know what? That's it. Today I'm going to eat real tacos. I mean, I'm tired. It's enough. Enough is enough. I want real tacos. And then I'm starting to feel hungry. And then I drive and drive, and then I drive by Taco Bell. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the one who says, no, don't do it. Don't do it, please. Because the Holy Spirit is the one, is the one who tells us what is not right. And he, he tells us, don't do it. When you hear the, the sound of Taco Bell, ding, right? <laughs> That's the sound of death, okay? So don't do it. But the Holy Spirit not just tells us what not to do. He tells us what to do. And it says in the verse, he will, he will convict the world of its sin and God's what? Righteousness. He will tell us what to do. He will tell us how to be right with God. Like he told me, hey, the right thing is to go to Denver, Colorado. It's not going to be the easiest thing. But that is, the, that is the right thing to do. The, the other thing, the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us. The Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us. John chapter 14, verse 26 says, But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have what? Told you. Where? In the Bible. The Holy Spirit is the one who reminds us of everything that Jesus is telling us in the Bible. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. You have His presence in your life. And maybe this morning you, you will say, you know what? I don't know if I have the Holy Spirit. I don't know if I, if, if I made a decision for Jesus Christ before. Let me tell you something. Today... Is the day. Today you can walk out from here with the presence of God in your life. Today you can put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And today you can start a relationship with God. Now, again, maybe you say, okay, I have the Bible. I am a believer. I think I have the Holy Spirit. Why sometimes I can't hear the voice of God. What am I missing? Well, we need one more thing. 
Number three, we have the Bible, we have the Holy Spirit, and we have a relationship. Listen, we can have the Bible, we can have the Holy Spirit, but if we don't have a real relationship with God, it will be very difficult to recognize His voice. How can I recognize the voice of God if I never hear it? How can I, how come the Holy Spirit reminds me about the words of Jesus if I never read it? We need a relationship. We need a relationship with God. We need a relationship with Jesus. Let's go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 3. And I love this verse. And it says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the sheep, what? Recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Why? Because the sheep recognize the voice of God. And God knows them. Why? Because they spend all the time together. Because they spend time every day, all day. They know each other. And then verse 4 says, After he gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them. And they follow him because they know his voice. Verse 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. We always say here in Orchard, in Orchard, we don't offer a religion, right? We offer a what? A relationship with God. When somebody asks us, in, 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 maybe in your job or in, in your school, when somebody asks you, hey, what is your religion? We always say it, and we always like to say it like that, right? I don't have a religion. I have a relationship. Right? Now, the question is, Really? Because it sounds very good. And it sounds very spiritual. I don't have a religion. I have a relationship. Really? Am I having a relationship with Jesus? Every day. Am I hearing of his voice every day? Do I talk to him every day through prayer? Sometimes we think that having a religion is coming every Sunday to church and hear a good message. But you know what? Relationship, relationship means to spend time with God every day. Listen to His word every day. Talk to Him in prayer every day. And maybe you say, okay, yeah, I want to do it. How can I start? Where can I start? I don't even have a Bible. Today, <laughs> have a Bible today is the easiest thing to do. You just go to your phone, go to your app store, and just download the app. And you're going to have the Bible in your phone. Maybe you say, okay, I want to learn more about the Bible. Just sign up in your connection card. I want to be a disciple. I want to be a disciple. And just start today having a relationship with God. And listen, sometimes it's very hard to, to hear some stuff like that. But honestly... I, I am not preaching at you. I am preaching with you. I need to hear this too. Because sometimes, as a pastor, I spend a lot of time 
doing the work of the Lord that I forget to spend time with the Lord of the work. And I need this too. I need the word of God in my life. I need to hear his words every day. I want to recognize his voice. It's like when you go to your house. When I go to my house, I ask my wife, Hey, how are you, honey? And she goes like, good. Uh, everything okay? Yes. I was like, oh my gosh. What I did now. <laughs> let, me, let me go check my calendar. Maybe I forgot again my anniversary. <laughs> I know that something is not right. I know that something is wrong. Why? Because I know her. Because I recognize her voice. Even when she tells me with a smile in her face, everything is okay. I know that everything is wrong because I know her. Because I recognize her voice. And that's the same relationship we, that, that we need to have with Jesus. That's the same relationship that we need to have with God. Spend time with God every day in His Word. Spend time with God every day in prayer. That's why Jesus Christ died on the cross. That was all the point to die for us. To have again a relationship with Jesus Christ. That broke the relationship, was restored when Jesus Christ died for us and he rose again in the cross. That was all the point. And you know what? He gave us everything. He gave us everything so we can hear his voice. He gave us everything so we can recognize his, his voice. We have the Bible. We have the Holy Spirit. And we can have a real relationship with Jesus. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you so much because we know we can listen to your voice every day through your word. Maybe you are here this morning and you are a follower of Jesus Christ. And maybe you read the Bible every once in a while and you know you can do better at listening at His voice. We know we can do better having a relationship with Him. And that's me too. I know I can do better having a relationship with Jesus. If that's you, please raise your hand. I, I would love to pray for you. Amen. Hands everywhere. We, we know we can do better having a relationship with God. Let me pray for you. God, thank you. Thank you for these people who are making decisions today. God, please help us to have a better relationship with you. Help, help us to listen to your voice every day through the Bible and listen to your Holy Spirit. If you are here for the very first time, and maybe this is the first time that you hear the voice of God, Maybe this is the first time that you hear something about the Bible. Listen, Jesus Christ came to this earth to die for you, to die for your sins. And then he rose again so you can have a relationship with him. He loves you. And he wants to have a real relationship with you. If that's you, and you want to start a relationship with Jesus today, you can pray with your own words something like this Jesus 
I know I am a sinner. I know that my sin separates me from you. But today, I believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth. He died for my sins. And He rose again. And on this morning, I want to accept Jesus as my one and only Lord and Savior. With eyes closed and heads bowed, I would like to know if somebody prayed this prayer for the very first time. I just want to pray for you because that's the biggest decision in your life. If you pray this prayer for the very first time, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Amen. Anybody else? I just want to pray for you. Just raise your hand. Let me pray for you. God, thank you. Thank you for these people who have just made a decision for your son, Jesus Christ. Help them to grow spiritually and help us as a church to guide them through this new way. In the name of Jesus, we are praying. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Love you. Good job, Marcial. Marcial, um, if he presents the Word of God that well in English, imagine how well he does it in Spanish. So uh, he and the Orchard uh, Latino ministry team do a great job every Sunday at 1230 over in the ministry center. So if you have Spanish-speaking friends, relatives, neighbors, go ahead and send them their way because they will be blessed over there. Amen? Amen. Hey, for those of you who raised your hand to accept Christ today, that's the biggest decision you will make in your life. And you're probably asking, what's next? And one small step you can take right now as, as, as we finish up service here is that connection card that you find in your newsletter. If you'll take that out, write down your name, your mailing address, and just check that I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. We have a free gift for you. We want to pray for you by name. We also have a free gift for you to send in the mail. It's a little book called Seven Steps to Joy that's going to help you in your newfound walk with Jesus. So please drop that in the offering bucket as it goes by today. And if you're a first-time guest, I hope you filled out that connection card indicating that you are a first-time guest. If you'll put your name and mailing address, we have a free gift as well. And also, very first time here at Orchard Church, it's now uh, a new thing that we are doing for every first-time guest connection card that we get in the offering bucket. We're donating $5 to a local charity. And so this month, it is almost home in Brighton. It's a homeless uh, and, and shelter and, and assistance. So it helps p transition people from homeless to finding a home. So almost home, $5 for every new guest connection card that we receive in the offering bucket. So please drop that in the offering bucket as it goes by, I guess. We're not interested in your money today, first-time guests, but we are interested in you. So please drop that in. As Marcial said, Pastor Doug will be back next week as we celebrate Mother's Day and do some child dedication and close out our series of uh, the teaching portion of our series of God Never Said That with the phrase that God will never give you more than you can handle. How many of you have heard that? Yeah, we've all, a lot of us have heard that. So we're going to look, did God really say that next week? And then the week after that, we're actually going to close out this series with a question and answer service, a special service where Pastor Doug will answer your questions from stage about this series. So if you have any questions, please help us out by writing those in the other section on your connection card. Drop those in the offering bucket, and we will use as many of those as we can coming up May 21st in our special question and answer service. You'll see that many of us are wearing these I Said Yes shirts today. That's because it's a baptism Sunday here at Orchard Church. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So we have several dozen people who are going to be making that public statement of faith by being baptized over at the Brighton High School swimming pool at 1 p.m. So if that's you, please be over there. And if that's not you and you just want to come watch and be part of the celebration, please go on over there at 1 p.m. Uh, at the Brighton High School pool. So let's stand. We're going to close in a, in a song of, of worship, and we're also going to worship by our giving because we are a church that likes to act our wage. It's a value of ours. We give first, we save second, and we live on the rest. God bless you, Orchard Church. We love you.